Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. As you know, my good friend Jason Harrison, the founder of Kuyu Ultralight Hunting, has passed away within a matter of days ago. And the whole hunting community is in shock. All his family and friends obviously are in shock. And we're just so distraught about the tragedy that's happened. And I've tried on my Instagram account uh, some of the hunts that I was on with Jason I have tried to uh, bring out some of those videos where people could see the guy that he was and and, um, just try and shed light on on some of the things that he accomplished and that he did. And I I got to thinking um, I had done a bunch of podcasts with Jason. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back and find some of the better podcasts that I did with Jason. and I'm going to bring them back to you. And I think I've been listening to them myself and I've gotten a lot of value out of them. And I've been able to reminisce about Jason and the guy that he was and the passion that he had for the hunting business. And uh, I just think a lot of people are going to get um, a lot of value out of listening to what he had to say, whether you're building a business, whether you're hunting, whether you're, you know, whatever you're doing. Uh, I think there's lots of great tidbits uh, throughout these podcasts. So, uh, guys, um, on Instagram, I love the hashtag KuyuStrong. And um, I also, uh, Jason's family has asked um, in lieu of flowers or or anything like that to donate to um, the uh, CTE uh, studies and and foundation. They're, They're they're studying uh, the effects of CTE, and I'm going to put a link for that in these show notes. And um, to all of Jason's, you know, to the whole Kuyu Nation, to Jason's family and friends, um, you know, this is a very, very difficult time. And I thought one of the best ways to um, highlight some of the things that Jason has done is to bring back his own voice and to um, replay some of these podcast episodes. So um, it's going to be tough to listen to, but I think um, in listening to all of these, I've, I've just gotten a, a new appreciation for uh, some of the things that he stood for and what have you. I want to thank you guys, the listeners, for this podcast, your loyalty to this podcast. And I also want to thank the sponsors of this podcast. Obviously, Kuyu, uh, Ultralight Hunting, Kuyu.com. Jason Harrison and his whole crew over there at Kuyu has been a sponsor of my podcast uh, for well, uh, for, for many years now. And I want to thank them for their sponsorship. And I want to let you guys know that Jason surrounded himself with a great team. And he's got a, a great staff over at Kuyu. And yes, losing the founder, losing the president, you know, Jason was a huge part of of, of the success at Kuyu, but he does have a phenomenal team. Uh, the team is rallying. I was over there for the funeral and was able to talk with a lot of the employees and a lot of the staff at Kuyu, and they are rallying. They are going to uh, help Jason's legacy live on, and I think they're going to do a phenomenal job. So uh, I appreciate all of you guys' support, the Kuyu Nation support of Kuyu, and I want to thank Kuyu for their sponsorship of the podcast, you can go to KUIU.com and check uh, out all of the different products there. 
And I also want to thank GoHunt.com. Cody Nelson, who is the glassing guru and the optics authority, is the new optics manager at GoHunt.com gear shop. You can call Cody directly for info sales at 702-847-8747, extension 2, or email Cody at optics, O-P-T-I-C-S, at GoHunt.com. Uh, Cody has promised me that he's going to take care of the J. Scott Outdoors listeners, so make sure to give Cody a call if you have any optics needs, whether it's spotting scopes, binoculars, rifle scopes, tripods, etc. Also, Canyon Coolers. Use the J. Scott promo code to get a 10% off all Canyon Coolers products. Go to CanyonCoolers.com. Canyon coolers.com use the j scott promo code to get 10 percent off all orders guys let's get right to these episodes and i appreciate your support welcome to the j scott outdoors podcast today we have jason harrison of kuyu the founder of kuyu jason how you doing I'm doing great, Jay. Thanks for having me on. I I always love our time together and uh, appreciate your interest in in having me on the show. Absolutely, buddy. I've seen you in the last couple of uh, trade shows in passing. uh, Every time I've gone by the Kuyu booth at SCI or at the Western Hunting Expo, it was literally people stacked in there like sardines and (laughs) people trying stuff on and you had stuff over each shoulder and uh, it was awesome. How did, how was the trade show season for you? Uh, trade show season is incredible. I really enjoy the firsthand experience with our customers. I, we get such a massive response. And it's funny because every year we keep expanding the booth, keep adding more people to the booth to help the demand, and the demand keeps growing and growing and growing, and we get people still stacked up and waiting. We think we're going to, you know, next year we'll fix that problem. And uh, the demand just keeps to keeps growing, and the response to the brand continues to expand. It's it's so humbling and exciting to see. I just I I just pinch myself every Monday when I walk in here to to see what's happened to this brand in less than five years. It's just staggering. It is. It's um, you know, I I read an article uh, in Bloomberg. Actually, posted it on my blog, and I know you had it on the Kuyu blog as well. Um, and that was a phenomenal interview. What is it about your customers and the feedback that you get from your customers um, that is so rewarding for you? What aspect of, of, of the feedback is so rewarding? Well, it's, it's the, the loyalty and commitment to the brand that is unlike I've ever seen before, especially from this type of customer base. And I think that really comes from being totally transparent, involving the customers in a lot of the decisions that we make, listening to them, making them feel truly part of the family, which is you know, my, my approach to this business. We talk about it every day here at the office. It's a one customer at a time company. Our focus is servicing our customers. It's not about the end result of a financial gain or, or anything to do with the money. It's about servicing our customers with great service, great products, solving problems for them that they have either in the mountains or in 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 other aspects of their lives that we can help with and uh, wrap your arms around them so they'll never leave the brand and and focusing on the little things that we do every single day whether it's a handwritten thank you note i think is what has created this commitment and loyalty to what we're doing here at kuyu and really creating i mean a a true movement 
of of how to build a company, how to build a brand, and how to build a true following and community around around Kuyu. It's been something that's as we look at it and have people outside of this business analyze the things that we've done, uh, continue to come back and tell us this has never been done before. And you know, my focus when I started this thing was really to you know, focus, like I said, on the customers and out of fear just opening this thing up and being totally transparent to try to build some trust around the products we were making. And in turn, it turned out to be something that's incredibly special and something that's never been done before. And now other people are trying to look at how to copy what we've done and see if they can move it into other markets. And we'll, we'll see if some of these other ventures people are, are modeling their companies after Kuyu, uh, whether they can have success in it or not, or whether we're a u- true unicorn, as people call us. Yeah, for sure. You know, you mentioned the uh, handwritten notes. I had a, a friend of mine actually ordered some Kuyu stuff, and he sends me a picture uh, of, of a, a, a business card uh, his address, you know, on the front of the envelope, and it says his name, and it says, thank you for ordering with us today. We are so happy to have you as a Kuyu customer. If there's anything that I can help you with, please consider me your Kutu go- go-to girl, Kindy. And here's one of your employees writing a handwritten note, and it wasn't like he ordered, you know, $3,000 worth of stuff. I think he got a, a super down jacket and, and, a, and a pair of pants, you know. It's not like he bought the whole line which a lot of people do but to me that personal touch um is amazing and i want to commend you on that uh it's just something that's unheard of with a with a volume of business that you're doing to 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 have the foresight to do those little things that mean a lot to people they do and i i'm a real student of business and brand building and customers and um, you know my focus here has always been to build a remarkable experience around this business and you know I love the word remarkable because it's if you're doing something that's different and remarkable people will talk about it and you can build a brand off of remarkability especially today with social media just as you've seen on your social media outlets how reaching it can be and how powerful and impactful it can be and so that's really what we try to focus on and I love handwritten thank you notes. I um, it's something that's gone away in business because of email and text and Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook, and it's so rare to get one these days from a company that it's a remarkable experience again. It used to be very common, and it's gone away. And it's those little details that I think that we continue to and I continue to push my team here every day is not not to lose what's gotten us here, which is all the details and all the small things. And if we continue to worry about these, all the small little details in our products and our service and how we operate this business, the big things can happen. I watch so many companies get started on the little things and then turn and focus on the bigger things, which is typically because of wanting a return on their investment and lose their way of what got them there. Yeah, and I, I think as well as that, you have to also focus on that things are ever-changing and I think that's one of the things that, you know, getting to hunt with you and getting to know you is you know that things are changing and you know that you've got to always be on top of your game. My question would be, like, in the future, um, how much of your time is spent on, you know, innovating and trying to find the next best thing so that you don't become a thing of the past? Yep. And it's kind of a twofold question. 
as your products get better and better, it's kind of like, man, where can they, how can they get better than this product? And so how do you handle that? <laughs> it's a great, it's a, it, that's a great question, Jay. One of the, one of the, I mean, our main tagline from the beginning has been ultralight hunting and focusing on reducing weight has, and I've seen the, the results from it like you have. I mean, taking 10 pounds out of your pack or four pounds out of your layering system truly has an impact over a long mountain hunt. With that being the underlying focus of this brand, working with companies like Atore, working with companies like the Merino Company that invented new yarn, and focusing on finding new innovations and technologies that can continue to reduce weight without give up, giving up performance, and focusing on, on never stop, I never stop researching materials and testing materials that can achieve a lighter weight and not give up performance or increase performance. That allows us to continue to reinvent ourselves, I believe, on a regular basis and finding partners on the supply side like a Torre or like a Merino company or um, working with composite materials like carbon fiber. We can continue to look at what's out there and continue to work now with directly with Torre's scientists and development teams on trying to find ways to reduce weight without giving up performance and finding new innovations that we can reinvent our products on a continuous basis allows us to continue to reinvent ourselves, which I believe, like you mentioned, is key to stay relevant and key to stay on top. And this business model that I created, being direct-to-consumer, allows us to continue to reinvent ourselves at a pace that nobody else in our market, and really in any technical apparel or gear market, can compete with us as far as new innovations. And you've seen from the beginning, we continue to push them out on a regular basis faster than it's ever been done before. And we're now being recognized by the outside magazines of the world and the outdoor community as the, as the global leader in innovation, design, and technology, and product advancement, which is great to see. It's the first time it's ever happened from a hunting company, and um, I'm really proud of that. Obviously, Jason, with that success and with building the products that you have and having the wide range of, of line that you have, Obviously, there's going to be people that don't get the product because, quite frankly, uh, it's hard to keep up with the unbelievable demand that you have had over the last five years. Well, I know we've talked about it in prior podcasts, but can you touch on a little bit about what you would say maybe to the person that says, well, I can't get to you. Um, my response usually is, well, you need to order it when it's not two weeks before hunting season. But what would your response be? Well, I think stepping back and looking at how I built this business, and then I think the Bloomberg article is interesting for a lot of people to see. So I don't think most people realize this brand is going to be a $50 million brand this year. And we've done that in just five years. And that's a growth rate that's incredible. It's also a growth rate that I have pulled back the reins on. We could be larger than $50 million this year had I just decided to chase demand by going out and raising money and just buying endless amounts of inventory to meet the demand that's been out there for us. I had done that in the past with Sitka and, and went through that process with, with bringing in investors and watching what happened when we quit seeing eye to eye and their ability to force me out of the company that I built. Not wanting to go through that same, um, same situation again, I, I built a plan of growth at 110% a year since launch. And we've achieved that right on plan. Now, the demand for the business has been far beyond that. 
But it's put us now in a position where we're self-funding. I was able to get a large SBA loan this past summer. And if you look at our inventory today, we're at the highest inventory levels across each style, each category, and each product line that we've ever been in at 93% at the start of the year. And going forward, you'll see that the out-of-stock inventory challenges that we've had in the past are a thing of the past. And the challenges that we've had have been put in place by myself so that I can stay in control of this business and not have to bring in professional outside money that, that would change the way this business is run. Instead of being built for the customers, I would have to run this business for the investors. And that whole philosophy changes on the products, on what I make, on how we service the customer, because I have to focus instead of on the customer on the return of their investment. And I, this was all done strategically by plan. And I know people have been frustrated, but there's a reason behind it. Makes total sense. Um, uh, I know you went on some unbelievable hunts uh, in 2015. I got to watch the video that's on your YouTube channel and on your on your website uh, there at Kuyu.com uh, of you and Brendan hunting at Nahanni Butte and being the last people to ever hunt there. Um, talk to me a little bit about that experience and how that gear testing you know went on that trip. Well, one of the things I truly believe in is that if we're going to know whether our gear performs or doesn't perform, it has to be done in the field. We can look at all the data and all the analytics behind the products in, in laboratory testing, but really out in the field is when we'll, we'll know whether it truly delivers. And so I take it upon myself as the owner of the business that I need to be in the, putting myself in those challenging situations like we have at Nahani Butte or on a you know, late season loose hunt like I did in September with my father um, to really understand our, our limitations of our product, how to make it better. And that real-world testing just gives us gives me so much personal insight to how to continue to improve and evolve the products. Um, the trip to Nahani was great. I mean, it was certainly a different style of sheep hunt than I've ever done. I've hunted dull sheep at Arctic Red River three times. This is the first time I've hunted dull sheep outside of there. Um, and they use uh, helicopters to access this into some really remote country that's really inaccessible without without a chopper. Um, which you know gets us in a little bit further, a little bit closer to the sheep, and makes a, a very efficient hunt. Is how they set up their area to hunt, and being in an area that we are in, knowing that we're the last guys in to hunt it, was was a real special feeling, especially Hell Roaring Canyon where we were placed, because it's over the years historically it's where they've killed a lot of really big old sheep. Not every client can hunt in that country because it's so so steep and so rugged. And Jim had kind of knew we were coming and, and set that aside for Brendan and I to go go in and, and hunt, particularly Brendan's ram. It's one they'd seen the year before. The sheep I had killed, I don't know if they'd ever seen before, um, but we were just fortunate to find that you know that heavy old broomer all you know living completely by himself, and ended up just what killing, an awesome ram. Uh, just uh, ended up killing a sheep that I never ever anticipate ever see in my lifetime, let alone have a chance to make a stock on and be successful in killing a ram like that. I mean, it's just an absolute ram of of every guide's dream. And it's not certainly not a fancy ram as far as long, twisted tips, but um, as you get into sheep hunting, you start to understand and appreciate what these guides love, which are these old, heavy, thick, nasty broomers. Like, I mean, it's what you know too, Jay. 
Um, not all clients can understand why that is such a special sheep until you kill one um, and get your hands on it. But man, it's it's certainly the the finest trophy I've ever taken. Yeah, it was awesome to watch and uh, incredible video. Nice job. Let's take a quick break here, and then I want to ask you about Kuyu and the logo being sheep and what that means to sure. uh, the brand. So let's take a quick break. So, Jason, the sheep, the the ram's horn has always been the logo of Kuyu. Why was it important for you at the beginning of starting Kuyu that that be kind of the the logo of your brand? I believe that sheep hunting really finds the edges on performance of gear because of the remote places we have to go the weather and the, the rapidly changing conditions we can face from one day to another, the steep climbs, the emotional, mental, and physical sacrifices we'll make on a sheep hunt um, really define what this brand stands for and the level of performance, the level of commitment to the smallest details in our products, the materials we have to choose, has to deliver on a sheep hunt. And the RAM defines that. And it's what we all dream about. I don't think it matters if you're, you grew up in Alabama or California or Montana. We all dream of someday going in on a sheep hunt. And we may not ever achieve it as, a, as an individual, but, it, but there's certainly, I think for every hunter, that is the ultimate dream. And we like to sell the dream and create inspiration and create motivation to go chase those things, which you know, is every hunter's dream. Absolutely. Uh, Jason, what does Kuyu have coming in the pipeline here with new products uh, here in 2016? Well, we've got a, a new tent called the Storm Star, which is kind of the next evolution of the Mountain Star concepts. Uh, we took the external pole design, the, our hoop and truss, which is really well proven to be very storm and wind worthy because of the way that it preloads those hoops with a truss going over the top, securing, securing those hoops to create a really structured design. And the truss, instead of being a short pole, now extends all the way to the ground on both vestibules. And we use that design to develop out a true four-season tent. Compared to what's out there, our focus was to find ways to reduce weight, which is always one of our goals, uh, maintain four-season performance, without just the sacrifice of weight, which is always a challenge. And then um, to increase breathability over what's out there in four-season tent design. And then really focus on the requirements and the needs of, of what hunters need in a four-season tent. And a lot of it is space. A lot of the mountaineering four-season tents are great, but they're just tight. And a lot of the guys that are up on Everest or doing high alpine climbs or small guys and our clientele is different. So we, we took all of that into consideration when we created the Stormstar prototypes and it's a project that's been in the pipeline for a long time and we've spent uh, two full seasons vetting and testing the concept, um, adjusting and changing materials. And you'll see when the tent we released the tent here in March that um, there's been a lot of thought around every single aspect of this tent. Now, if you look at the shape of the floor, instead of just being a typical rectangle shape, we, we broadened the shoulder area 
so that it's a more of a trapezoidal design. So you have more room up in your shoulders for, for bigger people, smaller shape down towards your feet. We position the tent so it has a, a, uh, a directional uh, design, meaning you're going to sleep with your head at one design. One end, which is the wider shoulder girth, that is also going to go into the wind. And the vestibules are all designed around that, along, as well as the venting to make sure we maximize breathability. On the seam structure, we took X-Pack material, which is a really unique material that is incredibly strong and durable. You'll find it on tents designed for Everest. And we implemented that into our high-stress seam lines to maximize durability of this tent in really, really tough conditions. And it's proven out to be a design that is superior above everything else out on the market. And then the great thing about it is, you know, it's just over five pounds and you get all of this technology and uh, fabric and, and design advancements in a package that only costs 550 bucks because it's in our direct-to-consumer business model. Wow. Well, nor normally the same product would cost you 850 or 900 bucks somewhere else. Exactly. And, and, this, and, and this, yeah, this tent would be $1,100 with all the with everything that we have into it if we were to turn around and sell it at retail. So you get a gotcha. I mean, you're getting a heck of a tent at 550 bucks and just over five pounds. Um, I, awesome. I truly believe for the hunting market, it'll redefine the choice for four season four season tents. Awesome. Awesome. What else you got up your sleeve? Well, we, last year we released Peloton, which was our first venture into synthetic knits. And I've been searching for a great synthetic knit program since the beginning. I, I truly believe that some of the synthetic knits are, are a great choice. They're very efficient as far as removing moisture from your body and then getting it out and evaporating it. Different than merino wool because it's a hydrophobic fiber, meaning you know, it hates water, so it wants to get rid of it. And a lot of the knits, like a fleece knit, is, is a great fabric. The challenge I've had is finding one that, that has the level of performance so we can put the Kuyu name on it. And Torre being Pore took their prime, their amazing patented Prime Flex yarn and started developing a knit program for us, which is what we released with Peloton last year. In the Peloton uh, 135, the 200 and the 240 series products that have gotten great response, um, have had great reviews from our customers, and we've been thrilled with with how they've performed in the mountains. And we've taken those knits and we've put them into a whole new range of headwear program for us from a different, you know, some different styles and weights of beanies to balaclavas to neck gaiters, and then also in a Peloton 135 zip-off bottom. So now you have a synthetic bottom, a 200 zip-off bottom, so you've got that jersey fleece, really warm, light, mid-layer type With of zip-off With the same zip-off zip zip technology like you had in the merino wool? It, exactly. And then, awesome. yep, it's amazing. And then we built a... Uh, Peloton 135 boxer brief. So now we have, um, we can truly, you know, truly skin to shell on a, on a layering system using all of, all of QU products. Incredible. That sounds great. When, when is, uh, most of that stuff going to be released? That'll be released in April. Awesome. And you'll see the new catalog. We just finished the proof of the catalog yesterday and that catalog will be released in April announcing all of these new products. Um, along with that, we added in the a new uh, insulation bottom using 
uh, essentially the, all the materials in the Kenai jacket and they zip off Kenai bottom. Nice. Which will be an outstanding product for your later season hunts or if you want to use a synthetic over down. Uh, that comes in a zip-off a zip off style bottom called the Kenai bottom. And, so in, in other words, like the super down pants that are zip-off, now you're going to have the Kenai pants in essence with an insulation bottom. Same thing, but it's going to be made with the with the uh, the uh, the synthetic. Yes, but it's a different style. It's like a true mid-layer piece. So it's one that you okay. can. It, it will be the same styling and look of like the Peloton, or excuse me, the Merino two ten bottom that people are used to, or the with the Peloton two hundred that's coming out. Gotcha. So it won't be like a standalone pant that you find with the Superdown. It's a okay. mid-layer type of insulation piece because it's an active insulation. Guys can hike in it. I want it set up for more like a mid-layer style. It makes more sense for that that particular technology and the insulation. Yeah, and for the listeners out there, Jason, real fast, you did a great video, um, but can you recap the video, the reason you would use the uh, synthetic versus the down in, in sure. more active situations? Yeah, I mean, what's great about down is it's incredibly warm for its weight. And it packs down to nothing. The fact that we use such a high grade of, of down, which is, you know, I source and spec all of our down out of Poland. Polish down has bigger clusters because they harvest their geese at an older age in colder climates. So you get a higher grade down feather. And then, as you know, we treat at the nano level with durable water repellency by Torre. So it, those feathers don't ever get wet, which makes it a really versatile piece. And it solves the problems that we've had with down in the past. The only problem we can't solve is that we have to coat the nylon fabrics uh, with a coating to keep the down feathers from pushing through the materials. And that coating essentially makes those fabrics almost um, so they don't breathe. They, they breathe very limited. So if you've been hiking in our down jacket, you get really sweaty in it, um, which is fine if you're, if you're climbing, you don't need the down, you're just going to take it out of your pack and sit, and, and sit behind glass for hours. But if you need to travel in your insulation, that's the negative to down. Where the Kenai product uses a a um, continuous fiber insulation that Tori created, so we don't have to coat the fabrics at all. So we can maximize breathability with a, with a 3D FX synthetic, and so you can hike in it. You can breathe it breathes. It lets the moisture transfer right through it. Um, the downside to it is it's not quite as light, not quite as packable, not quite as warm as down. So there's a trade-off. Um, the other nice thing about Kenai, you never have to worry about moisture. Um, I would argue that you don't have to worry about moisture with their down products, but it's just going to function differently. Uh, it's also the Kenai is incredibly quiet, as you know. You can you can yeah. make a stock in that jacket. You don't have to take it off. Um, it's going to be more versatile, wider range of conditions you can use it in. So, kind of covers a lot of a lot of different aspects depending on the style of hunting you're doing. If guys going on an ultralight backpack sheep hunt, I recommend Super Down. If they're looking for something that they can take in a wider range of hunts, I recommend Kenai. Yeah, good description there. I think uh, bow hunting friendly, the Kenai, very quiet. Uh, I really enjoyed using the Kenai all this last season. Yeah, I love uh, it. For sure. Yeah, it's great stuff. Jason, uh, I want to talk to you real quick. I know you got to get running. Uh, some of the biggest hurdles for Kuyu and how do you overcome those hurdles now that you've grown into such a force in the industry? You know, some of the, you know, obviously, you know, we'll, we'll face, you know, the growing pains of every business. And that's, um, and, and, and looking at our growth 
and looking at how to continue to support the amount of demand we're having. We've put a lot of investment in 2015 into our infrastructure, and the biggest being a new website, um, a new website partnership with a platform called Demandware, which is the most advanced e-commerce uh, platform you can possibly invest in. It took us a bit to get qualified to even be a Demandware partner, um, but they're working with really um, top-end brands like a Tory Burch, like GoPro, like Columbia, and we're their first true hunting brand to come into that platform. And that's going to give us a lot of the uh, data and analytics that we've been blind to, which is really the true power of e an e a true e-commerce business. And it's let us do a lot of future planning around inventory, around cash flow requirements, around business requirements that we've been blind to in the past. And so as we analyze that and look at the data and analytics of where this business is going, it's given us um, the ability to kind of see into the future that we haven't had before and start to plan around better inventory purchasing, uh, working more closely with our supply chain on future demand, and work in advance versus just in, in a reactive state. And um, what's hard to know is you know, how deep this demand curve is and how much growth this brand is going to experience over the next 24 months. I've had to hire a sales rep in Europe last year. We hired a sales rep in New Zealand to cover Australia and New Zealand customer requirements and questions and shipping and customs challenges. We've, had, we've hired a second person for Europe that starts this spring. And looking at trying to understand global demand and how to service customers in Europe, how to service customers in Australia, and give them the same brand experience that our customers in the United States achieve. Same with Canada. Um, we have we've had some challenges with getting product across the border, without you know our customers uh, paying a ton of duty and taxes, and tracking packages and getting getting things through customs in a timely manner. It's been a challenge, and those are the things we really face that we weren't anticipating was this global demand for Kuyu, um, and that's it's it's something that we recognize and something that, that we're working towards. Um, but it's a big challenge uh, ahead of us is, is making sure that we can service our customers on a global basis when we really built this plan out for those business at this point to service just the United States. Awesome. It's awesome to be in that position. Real fast, uh, Kuyu Film Festival. Yeah, exciting. I'm really excited about this. And one of the things I love about our customers is how fanatical they are about our brand all the pictures we get, all the short little video clips we've received from customers over the years, and really wanting to, to create the opportunity for more people to see what people are shooting on film, and to create a platform where people could uh, be recognized for their work, and to uh, let people see what's out there as far as video, to create some awards and recognition around each category, whether you're just an amateur, whether it's a short film, whether it's a long film, whether it's professionally done or it's your first go at creating some sort of a video piece uh, from your hunt. And I'm excited about having this platform out there to show showcase our customers and some of the videos they've produced. And the response has been well beyond what I anticipated. I think the other day I looked and we had over 50 films in and the deadline's still not for a couple weeks. And um, so we're going to go through and vet the films. We'll put up you know, our top, you know, the kind of the top um, 10 or 15 per category that, that we review in-house, and then we'll let the public choose who their favorites are. Awesome. 
Awesome. Well, it's been great having you on with us as always. Uh, I do have to rub a little bit of salt in the wound. It was one of those years this year in Mexico coos deer hunting that I know I can just say you should have been there with I us, know. buddy. We, we told me. a few good bucks for sure. And uh, so I hate to rub that in again, but uh, it How was big, great. What, what were some of the, what were like the big three biggest you sent me pictures of that I never got the scores on them? Do you guys have rough, rough estimates uh, on those three bucks? Yeah, so Eric, who's a Kuyu customer um, of yours, uh, shot a 127, real bladed, palmated, 4 by 4 just a beautiful buck. Yeah, just mass all over. And um, uh, then we had uh, Tim Schinnenbarger, uh, he's uh, a wildlife uh, sculpture uh, guy, and uh, where's Kuyu? Um, He shot a 117 buck, kind of a narrow, heavy Yep. Um, really neat buck. And then we got a couple of 112 bucks. Uh, Dean Heitzman from Pennsylvania, uh, who's completed the, the super slam and shot, shot a lot of stuff. Uh, he, he got his best coos deer at 112 and we got another 112. And so it was, uh, had you seen that, had you seen that 127 before you killed it? We saw, I didn't see it, but Hunter Haynes, whom, you know, uh, who guides for us, uh, he saw the buck. Uh, with with another guy Seth Maskey, uh like two or three days before we got it, and then we started penetrating that country that he was running so hard he chased does up and over a hill. By the time we could get up and around where he was, he kind of gave us the slip and um, ended up glassing him up. Uh, I was by myself on the fifth day. I kind of took a flyer to try and get around in some country where I could look in there and found him and. Um, it, it was it was awesome though we we ended up uh, getting a 127 and a 112 on the same hill wow. uh the same day and um it was a great ending to to this year's hunt yeah. so um, did you have any ideas yeah. that he was that big i mean hunter kept saying he's big jay he's, i think he's over 120 and um you know as soon as i glassed him up i immediately started digiscoping him and then after about oh 45 seconds or so I had to just stop and start concentrating because I realized how big he was um, <laughs> you know I didn't know he was 127 but he he was one of those bucks when you see you're just like I got to get that buck oh, yeah. or, you know I got got to get someone on it so yeah it was an Exciting. awesome time I look forward to having you down another time yeah, we had a great time a few years ago so buddy um I know you're busy thanks for all the course, to you and uh look forward to the next time coming on with you congratulations on all your success with your uh with your podcast i know i get a ton of response from when i'm on it and uh just thank you so much for uh your interest in covering what we're doing sounds good buddy you take care god bless okay you too bye-bye